Answers like do dogs in Mexico speak Espanol? See what I, mean? uh, uh, I will tell you when I first arrived in this country, I was in the grocery store, fresh off the plane, walking around the dairy aisle. I love cheese. Who doesn't love cheese? I saw a packet of Chihuahua cheese. I thought this was remarkable. I was nearly on the phone to Petta there and then. I've got this image: battery Chihuahuas, all in cages, little Mexican children pulling delightfully on little. <laughs> Plump, rosy, swollen nipples, <laughs> making cheese. Of course, Chihuahua is a region of Mexico, and that's where the cheese comes from. Right. Wow. You always leave this show with more than you arrive with. I don't want to leave with that. Hi, America. <laughs> Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I'm an expert on cheese, and I'm also your host. <laughs> Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week, we press our ear against the bedroom wall. Whatever my mother listened to before she went to bed, picks and pulls on her unconscious mind. And that's the tune she is snoring. Let's have a listen tonight. Any suggestions? Any ideas? Mm, Millie. Blame it on the rain. Vanilli. Nice. Millie Vanilli. That's very topical. Nice. All become clear. <laughs> Why my mother is blaming it on the rain. I will tell you one small fact. I was... 21, 22, I went backpacking throughout the whole of Europe, 15, 16 countries in a couple of months, just with a tent on my back, two t-shirts and a toothbrush. And even then I left my toothbrush at home. That was fine. They clean their teeth in France occasionally. I bought another one. It was a very hot day. I was in Budapest in Hungary. I just spent 24 hours on a train coming from the Czech Republic, coming from Prague. I erected the tent. Blinding hot day, hottest day of August, back in 92, fell asleep. There was a flash flood. I was so tired and so drained, I fell asleep. My friend came along and was shaking me and saying, Adrian, wake up, wake up. I was in a puddle blowing bubbles. I was in a river. It washed everything away and I'm blowing bubbles. I'm that tired. 
I'm falling asleep and snoring in the rain, in a puddle. <laughs> people can drown. This is how people drown. You can drown in an inch of water, can't you? Unbelievable. <laughs> so snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... Perfect. The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also a producer and sound engineer. Heather saw a semi loaded with Vic's vapor rub overturn on I-90 this week. Amazingly, there was no congestion for eight hours. Well. Welcome to the show, Hello, Miss Morris. That's like a cure-all, isn't it? My mother, when I was a kid, cold, flu, broken leg, hair loss, impotency, Vic Raperub. For all your needs, do everything. Remove warts from frogs. It does. It's like a motorbank. Travelling around the Midwest in a wagon selling snake oil mm-hmm. is your Vic's vapor rub. I love Vic. Nice. I'll rub it on your chest later. Oh! I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle realized this week that anyone who says their wedding day was the best day of their life has obviously never had two candy bars fall down at once from a vending machine. Right on. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. I've lived in Italy. I've lived in France. They have wine vending machines. Yep. They have what's like a gas pump. And you bring your gallon, like you do with water mm-hmm. when you're in Hy-Vee or Shopco, and you bring your empty gallon bottle, plastic bottle. You put your money and you're pumping it like gas into a big gallon container. What, Vicks? That's right. <laughs> I Rub don't know, I wasn't paying attention. No, I can tell. <laughs> It's going to be a long night. I can't imagine Vicks would come out that fast. You know, you squeeze the pump and there'd be like ketchup kind of consistency, wouldn't it? Jenny. It'd be there forever. I've not seen Heather for a week. Where did she go? Oh, she's gone to the gas pump to fill up a gallon of Vicks vapor rub. She's out. Obviously, you've seen her chest. Oh. Controversial. Early use of the inappropriate bell, ladies and gentlemen. I also wish to introduce tonight our resident psychologist, Chad Peters. Chad was asked at a job interview this week if he could perform under pressure. He replied the Queen David Bowie version or the Vanilla Ice knockoff. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the show, Chad. Thank you. When work feels (laughs) overwhelming, just remember that one day you're going to die. Great. (laughs) They are mad, they are bad, and they are paranormal. We're going to do something different, something a little bit different this time around. I have to say, the reason my mother was snoring to the tunes of Millie Vanilli, we have only just been allowed to come back in our studio at this very minute. Mm -hmm. If we was in here yesterday, 
we would be under a foot of water. We're not running all of the equipment right now. We've had terrible flooding. If you go onto the news, if you do a Google search for Mountain Lake or Wyndham in southwest Minnesota, we're under vast amounts of water. The Des Moines River decided to break its banks and go flowing through the town. The baseball stadium, is that what you'd call it? Baseball pitch? Field. Field. Is currently underwater, so that sub-aqua baseball, which I came up with last year, now looks like a really good idea, doesn't it? <laughs> yep. I think a lot of sports would be improved if we added the term sub-aqua in front of them. Sub-aqua fencing? Golf. Sub-aqua golf. Oh, you've nailed that. <laughs> That would be brilliant. If you had an underwater golf course like that. Which we do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you've hooked that into the clam. You need to just, I need a sand iron to get it out of the clam. Yeah. (laughs) What about horseshoes? Horseshoes, underwater, sub-aqua horseshoes. Or equestrian (laughs) events. Just need, like all of them. Surely you'd need a seahorse. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. <laughs> you just weren't quick enough, were you? I should give myself some points. Oh, whatever. <gasps> the fact remains, we've been underwater for two weeks. Michelle is currently wearing Wellington boots. Well, yeah, we told her to just in case. What would you I don't call know those? What do you call them in, in this country? Muck boots. I don't know. Muck boots. Wellington boots. Welly boots, as poop we say. Boots. Yep. Poop boots. You've got your poop boots on. What could possibly go wrong? We sit here in three inches of water with all this electrical equipment i think we'll be fine i'm a little nervous do you trust me or what no (laughs) 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 but what i will say is that we are getting a show out we asked on facebook this week if anyone had any questions we did this last week we had no chance of doing a proper show last week we've only just been allowed back into the studio and we're only working with limited electrical equipment plugged in until they can work out what we've lost and what we haven't but that means we can't get to our computers we can't get to the printer we can't print our stories off but we wanted to do a show we're not going to let you down no we want to be here right. every friday come <laughs> rain shine and biblical flooding we're just waiting for a plague of boils and frogs to present themselves but i think we'll be good and we've decided we're going to do a show again when we read out the listeners' questions, yes. and we'll oh have a bit of fun with that. It was a lot of fun last time. I love time, it. Yeah. It was great, and this is what I want to do, just because we've only just been allowed in the studio, and we've not had time to organise and prep a show, but we have genuinely lost a lot of equipment, and we are underwater in various places. There's still puddles everywhere. Um, if you wish to donate to the show, by the way, we've lost a lot of equipment. This show's free. It will always be free. We love doing it. We enjoy being here. We have many overheads, like buying equipment, all of the paper, the platforms that we go out on. If you wish to donate to the show, we actually need it more than ever. So if you wish to donate to this show, just a single dollar would be perfect. Yeah, But we do need to buy new equipment for the second year running because of the floods we're experiencing in the southwest of Minnesota. Many politicians will have you believe that climate change doesn't exist. But apparently when it was flooded last year, the city manager said this was a once in a hundred year flood. Yeah, it was a hundred year flood. And of course, this is the second year we've had a once in a hundred year flood. So for the next 300 years, we should be fine. Should be good. Based on that statistic. (laughs) Now, actually, we won't know what equipment is actually actually affected for maybe a week or two because it tends to short out. Right. Because of the water in the air. So So if you wish to donate to the show, you do get something for your dolly. You get to listen to the show first. There's episodes on there that have never aired. 
just solely for you. Video! There's video. We're actually videoing <laughs> right now the show. Hola. So if you jump over and you go onto Patreon, you will actually see the video of this particular episode. You'll and see other Adrian's videos. mother. You'll yep. see my mother <laughs> snoring distantly right. in the room next door. You'll see Michelle. Over the last couple of weeks, Michelle's been very entertaining. She uh, <laughs> fell off her chair, and you'll see her rolling around the floor. Love and then Michelle. the week Still before that, she was violently sick, and oh. you'll see her throwing up. So she does provide a lot of visual entertainment. Everyone they say likes listening to the Brit and his fabulous accent, but who doesn't want to see a Minnesotan woman throwing her guts up? Oh, and eating so bugs. <laughs> oh, and we bugs. ate bugs. We've done all sorts uh. on this show. So if you go to more questions than answers, MQ. MQTA Radio is what you need to look for. MQTA Radio. On Patreon, you can donate a single dollar. You get to see the show. You get to have access to episodes that have never gone out. Yeah. And there's much, much more on there. We often send goodies out to people. There's been autographed photographs, stickers, all manner of fantastic and wonderful things. Yeah. We are available on SoundCloud. All our shows are archived back-to-back for free. If you go to SoundCloud, search for MQTA Radio. Everything is there for you over the last six years. If you're currently pumping out your basement and you want something to listen to, if you're currently in hospital with French foot, last seen during the First World War, if, like Chad, you've actually developed webbed feet and gills. They're useful, though. I think he started with those, to be honest. Yeah. They are all on there for you. You can go and have a look. But SoundCloud.com. MQTA Radio. We also yeah. do an extra half an hour of the show at the top of the hour, which is filth, basically. Yes. Stuff we can't put out on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. So if you stick with us, if you listen to us during the German outro music, you can actually jump over to SoundCloud and we will be filthy dirty for you because we know what kind of people you are. <laughs> exactly. I've seen you all on Facebook. I know right. what you get up to. I'm a psychic. I know what you're getting up to over there in New York and Illinois and Los Angeles. Martin. Yeah. <laughs> Martin and Vanessa sitting in, in a tree. tree. Yeah. Happy birthday, Martin, by the way. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yes, we did offer Vanessa $25 to jump out of a cake and strip, but she turned us down, unfortunately. Yeah, sorry, Martin. Oscillate. Yes, she is. <laughs> we will be talking about Vanessa on the Curse of Oak Island. It's amazing that one single woman presented into an area where there's 25 old white men suddenly, you know. Sparks interest. Mm. There you go. I'm just saying, if there's a, you know, if you're thirsty and you're in the desert, one cup of water makes a big difference. Then the second and third and fourth cup of water is not so important, is it? Do you see what I'm saying? Sure. We're on Twitter. Go to Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips that's t-i-p-s we have a hundred thousand followers on there you can catch us first on the dark matter digital network we have a hundred thousand listeners in 190 countries all over the world at 10 p.m central time on a friday do you want to read out the top 10 countries miss morris i know i've surprised you with that but we do this every couple of weeks (laughs) oh for crying i know you're gonna have to do something now (gasps) while you're doing that i will mention oh you've got it have you I was going to tread water, literally and metaphorically. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> We've got the U.S., yeah. U.K., Canada, Australia with the Barbies and the shrimp. Oh, no. 
No stereotypes there or cliches. Hi, Tanya. We've got France with the fries. Ah, we we. France with the fries. (laughs) (laughs) Famous for fries. We've got Thailand with the chopsticks. I'm glad you said chopsticks. I was Uh, going somewhere else. Yeah. (laughs) Hello, Mr. Dudley. (laughs) Mr. Dudley, Mr. Dudley. (laughs) We've got Norway with (gasps) the... Ludafisk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to dig deep for that. <laughs> Norway with aha. Yeah. <laughs> We've got Sweden with the Swedes. That's me. With the left side. Gonna and me get too, yeah. For success. Uh, See what I did there? Nice. And then we've got the Bahamas, man. <gasps> Bahama oh. Mama. Hi, Bob. Ah. Mm. <laughs> I don't like cricket. Oh, no. And I love it. Yeah. Last in the top ten is Ireland. <gasps> oh, but hello there, everyone. Falling <laughs> closely behind is Turkey, and we all know what that means Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm not doing the goblin noise again. I lost my voice for two days after that. Oh, wow. There was a woman called Elizabeth that said she laughed so hard she fell off her sofa when I did the goblin noise. <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth. Great. Welcome to, to be, the club. To be fair, I did poke my head through a bedroom window to do it. Oh, wow. Imagine you're lying in bed, it's two o'clock in the morning, and suddenly someone puts their head through the window and goes, I know. Oh. <laughs> Good God. So you're saying that's odd. I've done it again. (laughs) I've strained myself early on. I didn't even limber up. Do it again. I need some Bengay on this. I liked it. I'm not doing it again. Thanks, vapor rub. That's what's required. I got a gallon. (laughs) Everybody's happy. I write books. Who knew? If you're interested in ghosts, the paranormal, history, being psychic, theology... I have many, many books out. If you go onto Amazon, search for Adrian Lee, you'll find those. Mysterious Midwest, Mysterious Minnesota, How to Be a Christian Psychic. And if you've read any of those books, do leave me a nice review. On Amazon, if you get the chance, if you didn't like the books, don't write anything at all. (laughs) We have a Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. All of the stories, the jokes, the cartoons, the banter, the camaraderie. Who's camera? So good. We explain to our listeners, yes, because there's not going to be long to go. You've got to jump in now. What do we do on a Tuesday evening? You have to come within the next week or two. You have to come on Tuesday nights to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee and join us at 8 p.m. Central to have gift wars. We try to break and we do Facebook every week and we laugh and we drink loads <laughs> yes i think so we much. actually have now more comments on the more questions than answers with adrian lee facebook site about curse of oak island than oak island actually has on their own <laughs> they I must be wondering it. where all that in fact we need to go on there can our listeners very kindly jump on when we're on and say to all the people commenting on the curse of oak island this is the link and this is where you need to be <laughs> yep right. if you want some proper comments <laughs> I actually got banned from Facebook last week. Again? He was oh, in jail. And I thought it was funny, but obviously not. But Don't bring it no, up. No. You'll get banned on the radio. <laughs> All I'm saying, I, I cut and pasted a photograph that had Mussolini and Adolf Hitler in a don't. staff car. And I made a comment. And no. I am 116th Jewish. I, I, you know, Mm-mm. I thought it was funny, but obviously Facebook didn't. No, we're not going to mention it and get banned from there as well. But you can join us. Can I just mention, I'm going to go through what happened on the Curse of Oak Island. Everyone likes me doing a summary of the show in case you've missed All right, it. All right, let me oh, sit back yeah. and relax. Yeah. Yep. Tuesday show. Yep. 
Yeah. Should I pour a drink? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Is that it? And there we go. (laughs) Good. We're good. We're caught up now. Perfect. So everyone's happy. Genuinely, 100%, without making a joke about it or being flippant, nothing happened. Nothing. Nothing. A grabber went into a hole and pulled out some timber, but that's been doing that for three or four years now. And some workmen went on strike. And then they went through some dead woman's paperwork. This is an hour of my life. Literally. If anyone wants to jump in and highlight for me stuff Did I've missed. Did that happen towards the end of the show? Because I don't remember much <laughs> Yes, I don't. The end. <laughs> How about the almost dead guy that was like reading? <laughs> terrible. We're not to make I, jokes about dead yeah, people. Yeah, on I, no, that's I'm Chad. Not that's that one. Only that Chad was, can. That was the droopy guy. Droopy. No. Yeah. No. How can you bring up Droopy? How can you bring up <laughs> no, Droopy without... No! What do you mean, no? I know what you're going to do. I'm psychic too, remember? Please. <laughs> Here we go. Hang on, I've got to gather myself. This is when I have to get into character a little bit. Here we you, go. The, the trick to a good Droopy impression... Take a drink. You have to stick your tongue in the side of your cheek like you've got a stone in your mouth. Have you all got that? Uh-huh. So it's like... You know what? That makes me happy. <laughs> that is pretty good. I, I don't know. Say. I, I feel say. like it's not. Working. Yeah, you've had a stroke, <laughs> haven't you? That's not droopy. That's cerebral palsy. That's right. right. Oh, okay. God. So, if you wish to catch up with us on a Tuesday, Facebook is the place to be at 8 p.m. Central Time. Now, as always, as convention dictates, Dr. Chad Peters will present to us tonight. He's random, fascinating facts. If you play, Dr. Peters. Oh, here's the question. What animal are the Canary Islands named after? Pigeons. That's interesting. I'm trying to think what that would be in Spanish. Would that be in? It's a pigeon. I don't know the answer to that. Think Latin, maybe. Latin. Cana. Oh, that's meat, isn't it? Carne. Cows. No idea. Canis. Dog. Cane. Of course it is. No, it's a pigeon. The Canary Islands, or the Canary Birds, were actually named after the islands. So wasn't a million miles off if you go to a Mexican restaurant and ask for the beef. Oh, (laughs) no. Now we're banned in Mexico. (laughs) As I mentioned before, this is going to be a very different show because we are underwater. We have been flooded. Just the fact that we're here in our Wellington boots, wrapped up warm, surrounded by water. I saw a couple of salmon spawning earlier. You threw tea bags in it. (laughs) That is true. I actually saw... I actually saw a boat filled with refugees actually at one point coming across the water there. We asked our listeners this week if they had any questions for the team. And we're going to sit here and we're going to answer your questions. So in no particular order. Are you ready? Yep. Let's do it. We're ready to go, are we? Catherine says, can't you move out of your mum's basement? (laughs) (laughs) Higher, (laughs) Higher ground might be the way to go there. Maybe. Can you imagine my mother snoring like on the these? bed? Just... Oh, she's had Taco Bell. That sounds oh. like Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. It was. Mm-hmm. What else have you yeah. got there? Any others you want to... <laughs> That's Tarzan from 1938. That's Johnny Weissmuller right there. Your mom played Tarzan? Oh. She did, yes, yes. Nice. She had to shave her chest for the role, apparently. Oh, God. Jenny, we love you. I love you, Jenny. I was thinking that she could fall asleep and her bed just gets washed away and then she wakes up and she's 15 miles. She's on her way to Des Moines. 
This is could happen. This is a weird fantasy, but all right. The Des Moines River actually burst its banks in the 1880s, and a lot of people in Jackson who had little log cabins had their cabins washed away. They made their way to Des Moines, which is, what, four or five hours' drive south? Yes. It's not close, is it? It's longer no. if you're on a raft, on a raft. made out of a log cabin. <laughs> or, 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 on an oxen. It's a two-week journey, right? Yeah. They went to collect their cabins and brought them back again. That's the God's <laughs> honest truth. I'm not making that up. You can no. look that up. In the Jackson Pilot newspaper. But yes, we are in our mother's basement and uh, we will be looking for higher ground at some point soon, I would suggest. <laughs> when Funny. we can afford it. <laughs> Very randomly, Elizabeth, who likes the sound of me doing turkey impressions through a oh, bedroom window late at night. Lord. If you had to get a tattoo on punishment of death, what would it be and where? Mm. Where? I think I'd get mine done in Mankato. <laughs> Mankato? Really? <laughs> I thought that was funny. I have a tattoo gun in my art studio. <laughs> yes, but you've never trained to be a tattoo artist. You've never Who done it before. training? <laughs> I like a Fisher-Price tattoo kit for kids. So you leave it, do you know on the front of the box, there's three or four kids playing? Yep. And they've got like lines all over their faces. Tattooing for five-year-olds. Nice. Johnny's quiet. Do you know, I think I have... When I bought the kit, because it was something I was going to get into, it came with four guns with fake skin. Yes, there was plastic skin. Ah. Now, wouldn't it be something if we videotaped all of us one night Getting a doing, doing a test skin just to see what happened? I think we need to write Made in Mora on uh, Michelle's ass cheeks. That's what I think we'd be. There's what? enough room. Mm. Oh, boy. We could have the founders put the founders to the oh, town there as well. Oh, you guys oh, nice. terrible. <laughs> so, Michelle, you don't have any tattoos, do you? I do not. Are you scared of them? Don't want one? Never thought of having one? Um, I've always been worried that it wouldn't turn out exactly how I wanted. Right. And that I might get tired of it. But I if can I, do it. But if, if you I had to have one, one, pain of death, it said. I would get Hugen and Munin. Who were they? The, the two ravens. ravens. Oh, okay. Thought and memory, and yes. I would get them with a big, pale yellow moon. With a big moon. Yellow's not a good color to have in a tattoo. I will share that with you. Mm -hmm. Where Me. would that be? Where would you have it? On oh. my back. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to get damaged by the sun there. No. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Unless her body's been left out on the sidewalk for some time. Right. Yeah, or in the middle of the prairies. Miss Morris, you don't have any tattoos, do you? No. Where would you get one, and what would it be on pain of death? Oh, it would have to be something kind of morbid, actually. Something yeah. dark. The Joker. Yeah. That's very topical at the moment. Oh, probably... Uh, Batman? Well, everybody and their brother has wolves, but I'd want a wolf and a skull and a mm. just dripping bloody candle. A wolf and a skunk? And... Skull, you oh, twat. Skull. I thought they'd get together and create a wonk. That was where I was going. Really? No, actually, I I have never thought about it. Never. Really? Never. And you're not. I've been really close. I think we need to get you a tattoo. We need to go fund me site, and we'll video it. If everyone was to donate money, we'll get Michelle a tattoo, and we'll actually video that happening. I See, would get. Oh, sorry, Heather. Oh, I was gonna say Michelle and actually and I have talked about it before, and mm -hmm. I did. I wanted a raven. I wanted a big. There's your tattoo right there with MQTA under it. Look, there you go. No. Okay. Um, a big raven is what I wanted because one of my favorite movies, which is kind of sad, was The Crow. Yeah. The problem with that is it's all black and it looks like a cover-up tattoo. I don't care. All right, so you don't mind it looks like a cover-up tattoo all in black? 
Do I look like I care? You look like a woman who's had no tattoos. I look like a woman that knows what she wants. Yes. Yes, that's a difficult woman in my book. <laughs> Chad, you don't have any tattoos, do you? No. But uh, I spend my most of my life saying one specific phrase, and I think I could save myself a lot of time if I just got it imprinted on my left hand. Is it just over? do it? If, if I just got a WTF. <laughs> a WTF. Uh, right on my palm. I could just kind of hold it up. <laughs> I'd need, I like it. I'd need mine on both palms. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See where we are. God. Yeah. I have two tattoos. I have a tattoo of a Renaissance painting by Guido Reni. It's very familiar. Uh, it's the Archangel Michael slaying Satan. It goes from my shoulder all the way to my elbow. And that was a 36-hour tattoo. And that's a famous painting, Guido Reni. 1602, I think he painted that. And then I've got some crazy, mad, kind of naive spray can kind of 1990s. Yeah, you did that. I know I did. She's called. Back. Why did you call it naive? You did it. No, naive is actually a form of art. It's an art movement. The naive form of art. It wasn't. It wasn't making a. Uh, it wasn't dissing it, as they say in this <laughs> I'll country. I'll diss you, your proper shanty. Wow. Wow. You're suddenly of the street, aren't you? <laughs> it took a turn. It did, didn't it? I like being gangster, but in a posh English accent. It doesn't quite work, does it? You fibo, don't diss me, your chief. Proper shanty, man. I will pop your bottom. <laughs> Oh, God. It's been a long time since I've been told that. Yo, vanilla. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I have a couple of uh, tattoos, but there you go. Thanks for writing in and asking that, Elizabeth. Dave, very quickly, says, are there pervy ghosts? Ever come across a ghost that's a bit of a pervert? Yeah, there's cheeky ones. There's cheeky ones. I was in the Palmer House in Salk Centre uh, many, many years ago, and there was a rather busty, blonde, blue-eyed investigator with me. And clearly over the ghost box, bearing in mind these are very recidivist, wild west lumberjack towns. You know, we're doing investigations. St. Anthony, that's then become Minneapolis, was originally 400 lumberjacks and no women, right? And the same up in Walker. It's lumberjacks, it's fur traders, it's a very masculine, paternal environment. And if you're dealing with ghosts from that period, I actually heard a ghost say, can you lift your top up? And the investigator said no. And then the ghost went, please. (laughs) (laughs) I guess if you ask nicely. (laughs) But I have flirted outrageously with several female ghosts, one in particular that died in the 1930s. But I don't remember, outside of that, I don't recall. When you die, you're the same person you are. We, We have humanity. We all share humanity. When you die... Our spirits still have that humanity. If you've got an ounce of humanity about you when you're dead, would you not want to come back and see how your grandchildren are doing? Would you not want to come back and see who's now living in your house? I don't think that's the question. But the point I'm saying is we have drives. You're the psychologist. There's very basic drives that make us human, and that would be one of them. You will miss having a physical body because you're in spirit. So when you don't have a physical body, you can't enjoy a cup of tea. You can't enjoy a cigarette, a a steak, a hamburger. You can't feel the sunlight on your skin. But it also means you can't enjoy a kiss and a cuddle and practicing the physical arts. So it's no surprise to me that ghosts come through and are a little bit cheeky and maybe a little bit sexual sometimes because they don't have a physical body and they miss that aspect. Well, they do get a little bit pissed off sometimes too and you will hear them swear quite blatantly to you. A lot. I've upset one or two. 
Yeah, well, the thing... By accident. I mean, I don't go in there with the idea I'm going to upset somebody. No. Well, the thing, the point I think I'm making is the fact that we use shack hacks or ghost box. Yeah. And you'll get a lot of detractors saying it's just chatter on the radio. But when you have ghosts telling you to F off or calling someone an, an ASS, yeah. yeah, um. You know that's not on the radio. There's no way you should be getting that type of evidence. But that's how we kind of clarify that it's actually happening and it's real. What I will add to that, of course, and you may have been with me when this happened, is we've had things like polka music come through. Oh, God, yeah. And I, I, I dare you to go and find an AM or FM radio station currently playing polka music. 1280 AM. But. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Shimaleski fun time. Yeah, lovely. Roll out the barrels is one. Nice. We'll bring that with us next time we do an investigation. <laughs> when I was in the soap factory, it's the last unconverted warehouse in the whole of Minneapolis next to the Mississippi. 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 I always get confused where I am. Because all the towns sound the same. There's Deadwood, Redwood, Red Wing, Renville, Ringworm. I've got to be in Ringworm tomorrow, by the way. Oh, yeah, I know. Unless in Wisconsin is Ringworm. Mm. But I have spoken Italian. There's a lot of Italian workers. One-fifth of the Italian population came over to America in the 1920s. Can you be losing a fifth of your population? And so I have spoken in Italian um, on the ghost box. And you don't often hear Italian spoken, do you, in a stimulus and response if yeah. I remember one of the phrases, this was 12, 13 years ago now, but they said a bella luce, which is the beautiful light, was said in Italian. Yeah. I've spoken in German. I'm trying to remember times where I've spoken in I've German. I've spoken in Japanese. Yes. That is true. <laughs> I've spoken in French. I had a French film crew with me once, and we were filming in London, and a ghost come through in London and started speaking in French. The point is, based on what you just said, mm -hmm. You don't often hear these languages spoken on FM, AM stations. And then to get a stimulus and response, so you're getting responses back in French due to the question. Yeah, they're asking. not going to be on K-Rock 93, are they? No. What, speaking Italian and French? And swearing and effing and blinding. Speaking yeah. English at that point, I would suggest. That's right. But to answer Dave's question, yes, there are pervy ghosts. Yeah. Especially if you're in a male environment. Lumberjacks, fur traders, Fort Snelling springs to, to mind, all... all very masculine patriarchal yeah. uh, areas that you would want to be so thank you for that dave we really appreciate that alan said this is for adrian why minnesota good question i wonder <laughs> this on a constant basis if it's not minus 40 with 22 foot snow drifts my mum often says, how cold can it be? What's it feel like to be in minus 40? Come over here, Jenny. We'll show you. Yes. I did an experiment when I first came over. I got some hot water from my kettle, went outside in a snow drift in a blizzard, threw it up into the air thinking that some ice would fall down. It just went and disappeared. It just vaporized. It didn't even make the ground. The funny thing is how many people get injured because they've seen people do that yeah. like on the news yeah. and they just throw the hot water into their own face <sighs> oh that's funny <laughs> I want to see that it, it, it is and it's terrible at the same oh, time like yeah. you never want to see people get injured but sounds like on. that's how a super villain is created isn't it Joker falls into a vat of chemicals you decide to throw boiling yeah, water in your face in your own face two face guy yeah. Batman I like mm -hmm. it there you go it was a good idea wasn't it Harvey Dent yes. Harvey Dent 
But Minnesota, primarily because I was uh, lecturing, I've, I've qualifications to the highest level in history, and I was lecturing in Europe, and I've always been a paranormal investigator, of course. And they were filming some TV shows, and they were looking for a Brit, a historian, and a paranormal investigator, and sat in the middle of that fabulous Venn diagram. Who thought that would ever come in useful when you were sat in your math lessons when you were 12? I'm sat in the middle. And the production company was based in Minnesota. So if it had been anywhere else, I'd have ended up in another place, I guess. I had heard of Minnesota. I mean, I'd watched some American football on the television. I, I knew about the Minestrone Vikings, for example. Ah. So I was aware roughly where it was, and I knew it was cold. But that's why in Minnesota, it was all down to that. And I thought it sounded like an adventure. If you're lecturing boring, dry history in Europe and someone calls you up and says, hey, do you want to investigate ghosts and be on a TV show in America? I yep. was on the next plane over. And from that point on, everyone gave me work. I got a radio show. I got some book deals. Yeah, Everyone likes my accent. I'm yes. still here. Didn't go back. So thank you for that, Alan. I really appreciate that. Mark has chipped in and said, what flooded your studio? Was it Michelle's booze bottles? Oh. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> there we are. Knocking them off the table. Nope. That's why she went to boxes. Yeah. Yep. We moved over to boxes just for health and safety reasons, (laughs) didn't we? Recycling. Getting shanked. (laughs) Always violent with you two, isn't it? Everything's violence in this country. Every moment you're shanking me or you're shooting me the finger or you're glassing. Like these? That's the sort of thing, yeah. We've seen our movies and video games. Yeah. It's what we enjoy. Kill I think Bill. guilt leads to anger. I don't know what you're guilty for, but guilt always leads to anger. Psychologists will tell you this. Guilt leads to anger. I'm not guilty about anything. I think your unconscious is guilty uh, about something you've done in the past. My unconscious is unconscious. The things you dream about at night dictate that you then become angry due to guilt, I would suggest. Well, I don't dream. Nothing. Not at all. Nothing. I, I did think you were drowning, but I, that's only because I was holding your head underwater. Oh. Violence again. See where that went? Death and violence. You can't get away from it over here. You Americans are very angry. People, I think it's the American dream. You get brought up with the idea that there's an American dream, and when it doesn't pan out how you want, you then feel alienated. It's gangsters, feel... isn't it? Gangsters. Yes, it produces anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate, sleep. hate leads to suffering. Hate leads to sleep. I told you, Chad's on board. I was yeah. asked once if we have the American I... dream, and I said, no, we're all awake. Uh, <laughs> Somebody somebody will find the textbook that mm-hmm. I pulled that from. And quote that back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. I'm not sure they'll do that on a Friday night while they're no. drinking. No. You just wait. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy has written a very sensible question, I might add, based no. on all of those. No. We move on from booze bottles and tattoos, which is a good name for a rock band if anyone wants to use it. <laughs> Kathy has written, what equipment do you use or do you usually use for your investigation i was going to talk about the setup the routine do you want to make a start and talk about some of the equipment we use and i'll chip in while i'm drinking my tea Mm, my favorite equipment pretty much the only thing i use that i like to use that i trust after how many years has it been 12 13 14 you've been doing it for about 17 years i think yeah yeah you're probably right my favorite piece of equipment is still the dvr it will always, always be the DVR, and of course the. I only use a shack hack to back up, back up my DVR. Actually, a shack hack is a radio, a transmitter, receiver. Should I say a receiver that scans 
very quickly and it creates white noise and you can hear words coming through like meta narrative imagine you've got a ransom note because you've kidnapped someone you've cut out individual words and letters from a newspaper to make a ransom note it produces sentences by picking out the words it needs that's very true i i would actually have to say there there are things that we bring with when we do t conventions and then there are things that we bring with that you know when we do actual investigations it's only because we've been doing it for so many years we have learned to trust the equipment and be able to go off the equipment to find out uh, what we believe is definitive answers when we go to maybe conventions we use some other things that maybe aren't as um, I don't want to say aren't as credible but they're more visual for the people that come with us such as flashlights or well the bobbers yes is I use one of your favorite fishing bobbers as trigger objects I set them out all around the building because if you're in a room and suddenly a bobber goes flying down the stairs, you can hear that whatever room you're in. You can put fishing bobbers on stairs, on door handles, on door frames. And if a spirit walks through that area and knocks them over, they bounce around the floor. And you can say to a spirit, look, there's a nice round fishing bobber there. Why didn't you knock that over? Why didn't you show me that you're here? But I have to go along with that and say, we're not talking about bobbers because when we place them, they're usually balanced very well on the edge. And they've been sitting there for maybe two hours. In a controlled environment, yes, with an IR camera pointing Now, out. when Adrian says they fall or they fly, we're not joking. No. They're not just falling off because they've been there a while. They go feet, wouldn't you say? Ten well, I've feet? had them thrown across the room at me. Yeah. I'm going to get onto poltergeist activity in a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Equipment falls into several areas. What Miss Morris has highlighted there is recording equipment. That's right. Because if you go fishing and you catch the biggest fish you've ever seen in your life, if you don't have a camera with you or any way of recording that, that's almost a pointless activity. This is right. like The Old Man and the Sea, isn't it? By Ernest Hemingway. And so we want recording equipment. That's the first thing. So the digital voice recorder is recording audio. We want photographs, so we have digital cameras. We have cameras, full-spectrum cameras, that take photographs in a wider wave band than we can actually see with our own eyes. So it's seeing further in the infrared region. The it's spectrum, seeing further yeah. in the ultraviolet spectrum. It's yeah. seeing what dogs and cats would see. I'm sure every person sat at home right now has had a moment where the dog or the cat suddenly quickly turn their head. Sometimes the cat and the dog do it at the same time. And look at an area of the room and you stare and think, what's the dog looking at? There's nothing over there. We have cameras that see what dogs and cats see. The digital voice recorder hears in wavelengths that we can't hear. That's true. So when we yeah. go back and play some of our audio recordings, you can hear the ghost talking in the background. And we've not heard it in real time. No. Because it has to be heard via that piece of equipment. And we do have a nice tool where one of the people in the team now sits with earbuds in and listens in real time. Like, is it a second or two afterwards? It's kind of delayed. So you're actually yeah. hearing what the DVR is recording, but a couple of seconds with lag. So sometimes there'll be an investigator in the room that says the ghost just said no. No one in the room heard it. They've heard it because they're listening to the what the DVR is recording, and we have got it recorded. 
actually, we have done several experiments when we've done investigations together. Um, usually it's myself leading a team going somewhere, Adrian leading a team going somewhere. We actually tested that theory when we went to the Bark Center here in Wyndham. And that's an abandoned school back in the day. It was a school built yeah, in the 1930s. Right. And I think we were in the locker room, if I'm not We'll, we'll be hanging out in the girls' locker room doing something. <laughs> of course we will. But what you actually asked me to do was to put in headphones, listen to the EVPs live, because we, we didn't have the equipment to project them at that point. And you wanted to focus on being psychic. So you were being psychic, asking questions, getting answers, while I was sitting in the corner and shouting out, the answers because I knew how to decipher the quote unquote ghost impressions, but I couldn't hear him because my headphones were blaring. So I'd ask a question like, uh, how old are you? Heather hasn't heard the question because she's got earbuds in, but through the equipment she hears 13. So she just shouts out 13, but she's got no idea why because she didn't hear the question. Nice. And if, if you ever take my EVP class or if I ever write a book like he's told me to you would know that we have in-ear headphones and we blast them in order to listen to that I couldn't hear anything from anyone so it's it's quite remarkable what we came up with so we have the recording aspect you want to get it on video we've got yeah. IR cameras yeah. that see in low light we have recording devices this is to record if anything comes along and you haven't recorded it and someone says, I don't believe in ghosts. You want to see the ghost walk by, don't you? Yeah, you want to see yeah. the photograph. You yeah. want to hear the conversation. Added to that, you then have the equipment that records empirical data. Right. So we would have equipment that measures uh, ambient temperature, humidity, air pressure, vibrations, electrical magnetic fields, yeah. static energy. Yeah. And any of those things on their own, sat individually, you can't necessarily say is right. evidence but this all adds up to the whole if i say how old are you and we have it recorded 13 and then you see a mist arrive on the infrared full spectrum camera yeah. then you see the temperature drop by 10 degrees you see the air pressure suddenly drop you have some radiation emf has just been recorded and has spiked suddenly all those things start to make an interesting set of evidence because you're comparing everything to everything else. I tell you what I have done in the past when I was started, founded Hellhound Investigations. One of the things that I did in the past was I actually bought the same recorders and one that was different. And when we went into an investigation, I took all three with me, started them at the same time because I didn't want anyone to come up to me and say one was an anomaly. Sure. We would have the same evidence recorded on three or four devices because the right. video cameras obviously got audio as well. Right. So it is then corroborated through lots of different pieces of equipment, whether it be audio or visual, of course. And isn't it true? You've been on investigations where three or four of us have had DVRs in the same room and the EVP will only come across at the same time on two. Yes, so it is It is quite crazy when you get into it. I like the idea. Two things I want to mention briefly. This is the perfect pyramid of a paranormal investigation. This is exactly what you want. We're in Danube, which is a small town in southwest Minnesota, a very small town. We're in the railway depot, 
that's now a little bit of a museum. No train goes through there anymore. Right. Psychic says, I'm getting the name Ben come through. And they write the name Ben down and it's recorded. You can hear them saying, there's a Ben here. You then turn on the ghost box and I say, what's your name? And the person says, Ben, six or seven times. I say, do you want to be called Ben or Benjamin? They say, I want to be called Ben. Okay, Ben, glad you're here. Thank you for joining us. What's your last name? If you don't give me a last name, I can't look you up. I can't go to the historical society and say, is there a guy here called Ben? They then say Horst three, four, five times. Can you say that again? Can you repeat that? Can you clarify Horst, 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 Horst? So we have the psychic saying there's a guy called Ben. We have the equipment saying there's a guy called Ben Horst. On the Monday, I go to the Historical Society in Morton. I go to their filing cabinets, look through their obituaries, and there's Benjamin Horst, and he died at the railway crossing in 1962. That's perfect paranormal investigating. That's very difficult <laughs> to argue with when I didn't know that guy. Every town we go to, every small little village, every small little town or hamlet we visit, we can't possibly know every single person that's ever lived in that area. And the historical society didn't know this guy died there. I gave them the information and say, there you go. I've just found a guy that died at the railway crossing. And they said, thank you very much. You're adding to the canon of history in Minnesota or whatever state you happen to be investigating in. I thought you were actually going to talk about the train depot that was in Red Wing that we investigated when Scott was with us in the basement of it, and it shut down at 12 o'clock at night, and we all went down in the basement. It was the first night that we used these little motion detector lights. Do you remember? Yeah, I recall, yeah. They light up whenever there's a vibration. It's almost like a, a airline track where they kind of light up as they go. Yeah. So anyway, we saw them light up. So Scott goes to investigate. And lo and behold, was it one or two passengers on the very last train? Yeah, the last train. We were underneath the station in the basement. The train's pulled out. Everything's quiet. He went to investigate the motion sensors going on. Everything's quiet. You gotta remember. And then someone directly above his head on an old wooden station floor dragged one of those suitcases with the wheel. I've never seen a man jump so high in his life. It's Scott. It's Scott. I love him. He's the best ever. His hair is white gray. And he's only 23. It's incredible. <laughs> Poor man. I love him. Friend request him. Scott Kenner. He's the best. I love him. He always seems to end up the one that someone jumps <laughs> out. Oh. Oh. Didn't he get it from like a locker? Yeah. Oh, he's got it from yeah. everything. Everywhere there's things jumping out. <laughs> from everything. He's a bag of nerves. <laughs> I he love a, him. Right. He had a heart attack last year. which makes that less funny. I'll give him a grilled cheese. He'll be fine. I want to mention very briefly trigger objects. You mentioned yeah. the bobber. Yeah. You can bring trigger objects with you and you hope that the spirit interacts with them. You want them to move them around. You put your trigger object on the floor, on the table, wherever you want to put that. You put a camera on it because it's no good your object moves and you haven't recorded that. Right. I want to talk about the best trigger object we've ever used in a paranormal investigation. Hmm. And I just want to talk very briefly. We discussed this last time, so I'm not going to go into it too deeply. One of the worst axe murders in the history of America took place not a million miles from us, 45 minutes away if that, in between the towns of Morgan and Clements in Minnesota. A farmer chopped up his four kids and his wife with an axe and then hung himself. I don't think he did it. I've spoken to him paranormally. The suicide Allegedly. message that he left was written in the third person and no one writes a suicide note in the third person. Someone hung him, cut up the bodies 
and then made it look like he'd done it. Wow. That's my opinion, based mm-hmm. on, on chatting with him. The axe that did the deed was in the police department, in their evidence room, for many, many years. This took place March 1917. Two years ago, March 2017, on the very night the murders took place, the curator of the museum let us take the axe out of the cabinet, and we walked the axe to where the house was, where the murders took place, and that has got to be the ultimate trigger object, taking the murder weapon back to the location a hundred years on the very night those murders took place. Yeah. That's got to be the ultimate trigger object. It was, a, it was an amazing night. I just want to discuss, we've spoken about equipment, I just want to discuss routine. When we go into a haunted building for the first time, we do a walkthrough. So we visit every room, we take our notepad with us, we talk about everything that's there, we look for any false evidence of the pipes rattling, is there a window that the draft's coming through? We do a walkthrough. I'm psychic. I think to myself, we've got a limited amount of time here, a limited number of people. Where would be the best place to get paranormal activity? So I'm walking around thinking this room has a lot of energy. Nothing's happening here. I'm trying to make a plan in my head where we're going to put the cameras, where we're going to set teams up. So that's the walkthrough. Anything you want to add to the walkthrough part? Mm, I agree with that. Um, I'm going to let you Well. Can I go into the Christie house? You can go wherever you want. When we were at the Christie house, we were doing a walkthrough. All of us felt that the center living room, you said there were funerals probably there in the there living was room. Some people laid out in a wake. When we played, hi Scott, <laughs> by the light of the silvery moon. Oh. Ada Johnson's greatest hit from 1913. <laughs> Hi, Scott. He hates that, by the way. I want to spawn <laughs> by the light of the moon. Silver moon. His favorite. Moon, it's his ringtone. By the light of the moon. My <laughs> <laughs> the handle. So we played that song. Now, I know... I know we have a lot of detractors, but what we actually did... <laughs> Go on to Amazon. <laughs> yeah. What we actually did is we took... What do you reckon we had there? Maybe five or six K2s? We had a lot of meters around the floor, that's for sure. Okay, and so they register electromagnetic fields. fields. That's right. And so we just felt, as soon as we juiced that up and we were playing that song, we just felt there was something there. One of us laid down the K2 meter, and all of a sudden it was going sporadic to the beat of the song that was two rooms away? Yes. Something like that? We were in the parlor. That's right. And so another one said, what happens if you put another one two feet away? It shouldn't... Maybe it's something in the basement. So we're trying to debunk ourselves. Sure. Another one. I often try and debunk myself. I'm sure. Mm. Mm, You're masterful. Well, you're good to me. Both armed, you notice. So another person put another K2, maybe a foot, two, three feet away. Because if it's wiring in the basement, it shouldn't affect anything else that's within a three-foot parameter, roughly. And so we ended up, Long story short, putting about six K2s amongst the parlor, which was, what would you reckon, 
maybe 15 by 13? Yes, about that. Okay, yeah. They all matched the beat. And when we turned the music off... They stopped. They stopped. And when we put the music back on again... It started again. (laughs) What we tend to do when we start an investigation, we'll have 10 minutes of silence just to get our eyes used to the dark, just to settle in, me be psychic, let the ghosts and spirits come back into the room because we're moving furniture around. And then we'd undertake a 45 minute or an hour long vigil. So that's That's what tends to happen. Let's whiz through these now. I don't know how long we've got left. Okay. Short Uh, answers. Yes, um, no. Nicole said, where would you like to investigate that you've not done already? Quickly. Where would you go? Ooh. Okay, Corral. The OK Corral. Where would you like to investigate? Anywhere in the world? Anything? Grab your fancy? Any battlefields? Any massacre sites? I would go to a palace in Italy. Perfect. Oh, wait. The catacombs. The yeah, grassy, or the catacombs. The grassy knoll. Mm. Anywhere you'd like to go, Chad, to run a K2 meter and a DVR? So, I'm, I'm not a Freudian psychologist, and I'm skeptical to begin with, but <laughs> I, I would like to go to Freud's waiting room. Don't sit on waiting the fence. Room. Ah, yeah, Freud's the wait- waiting in room. Vienna. Oh, well, or his therapy room. In Vienna? Yeah. Yeah, I've lived in Vienna. That'd be a good place to be. Um, Where I want to go at the moment, and they won't allow me in, is I'm writing a book about the ghosts and hauntings of the Dakota War in 1862, and I'm working with the Upper Sioux uh, in in Granite Falls on the reservation up there. And I really want to get into Henry Sibley's house, Colonel Henry Sibley, who led the forces against the Native Americans, and he did some terrible things at Wounded Knee and various other places that we won't get into now. But he has a house, and I want to get in there to investigate it and ask him some difficult questions, Ooh. and they won't allow me. The Historical Society of Minnesota says we're not interested in paranormal investigators. But on the ground, all the small little counties, whether it be Renville, Redwood, Granite Falls, which I think is in Yellow Medicine County, yep. Jackson, they don't have any money. So when I come along and say, if I investigate, it'll be in a book, I'll promote on my radio show we can sell tickets we can make a lot of money on the ground all those individual directors of those historical societies are very interested and they let me in but on the higher level they say we don't want anything to do with that yeah yeah but they're not the ones that need capitation are they that's right so at this very moment in time i'd like to get into henry sibley's house in minneapolis but it's not going to happen having said that i can wander around his garden with a k2 (laughs) meter and And i can go to Uh his grave he's buried in oakland cemetery in minneapolis so there's other places i can catch up with him i just thought it'd be fun to be inside for a change rather than being rained on (laughs) and it being minus 20 (laughs) degrees yeah so there we go thank you for that nicole we appreciate that very much um have we experienced poltergeist activity yeah bobbers flying off the chase on the lake hotel had a bobber thrown at me i was scratched you've been scratched Mm. yeah i've been clawed down my face a few times there's some photographs of that in jackson in the coffee shop it's not a big deal there is a lot of physicality a lot of energy stuff being flown around i'm trying to think what else may have moved about i'm trying to think poltergeist activity uh yeah how about the saint mary's medals that appeared out of nowhere yeah moving medallions around uh appearing out of nowhere that was thin air in the st james hotel in red wing so things appearing disappearing stuff moved around that's right that's quite a common phenomenon Mm -hmm. if we're using that in terms of paranormal activity that's right poltergeist activity that's where i'm trying <laughs> to get to i'm looking at all my notes here and wondering mm. where i'm going with this oh, no. sharon says when did you discover this calling when did that first happen are you looking at me 
Yes. You must be looking at me. <laughs> We're going with taxi driver now, are we? <laughs> it's almost like Robert De Niro's in the room. Yes. I know. Well, probably when I was eight-year-old at my grandmother's house. There. It's a long story. I'm yeah, not going to tell I it. saw my great-grandmother wandering around my bedroom when I was a kid because apparently my parents decided to give me her deathbed. Deathbed. So that was Ooh. very... Very interesting. Any little ghost stories, things from when you were a kid, imaginary friends, strange people at the foot of your bed? Fairies. Yeah, I think all the same, about eight, ten years old. There. What did he look like? Just a shadow or? It was a lady. There. Lady mm-hmm. with ladies' hands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Doing ladies' things like sewing and crocheting. Crossing flowers. Fantastic. <laughs> Does the does the, does the hardcore staunch <laughs> psychologist want to jump in and talk about any paranormal activity as a child? Ever? Oh, I'd I'd say there's nothing that I can't explain. How about questionable, phenomenon. Chad? Questionable that you can't explain. How about that? We're not going to drag it out I of mean, him. I know that. Uh, he's got it. I know he does. Like I I used to live in a creaky house. There were creaky noises. Um. Nothing, nothing. Nothing. No, no, grandmother. No, nothing, nothing that I can't explain. You're no abduction. Fired. Nothing that's unexplainable. You're fired. Sure. There you go. What is the reason he's on the room? He's in the room to give us <laughs> a what? skeptical. A skeptical. I know what he's going to be getting yeah. in a minute. We love Chad. You're not speaking for all of us. What's wrong with you? Sorry. Wow. Can Mark says, do you think conducting EVP sessions can bring unwanted spirits? Yeah. Well, unwanted, I mean, what are we looking at? Demonic entities or grumpy old men or people that don't like Brits? I have long held the theory that, in fact, when I give classes about EVPs, I said, this is Pandora's box. Don't be here if you don't want to know what's out there. And once they're there, they have to understand that this is a possibility And I almost think that they become beacons because once you become open to it, the things, souls, spirits, whatever you want to call them, know that you're open to it. And so they'll try to get their information to you, maybe to give to someone else. Sure. That's the way I feel. I think the spirit's there regardless of whether you're recording it or not. All you're doing is is then making contact with it. It's always there. Right. I just happen to be there doing an EVP session, an electronic voice phenomenon. In many ways, you could ask it what the problem is and what it wants and why it's there and resolve the fact that unwanted spirit is hanging out there, I would suggest. But you do become a beacon, I think. Do you not think? Oh, absolutely. Yes, the more I, the more you see. People say to me, I've never seen a UFO. They see a UFO, and then they see another one, and another one, and another one, and all of a sudden they can see them. It's almost like um, when I first became interested in ghost hunting, when I heard my for sure unexplainable first EVP, I had to go again. Sure. Because I had to make sure I wasn't crazy. Right. That I wasn't making it up. Well, Chad will know this. When I've seen stuff that's been paranormal, like a ghost walk through a wall, my brain says, that didn't happen. That can't happen. Right. I have to sit and convince myself that I actually saw it. Because my brain's trying to tell me that can't happen. So you must have made it up. Right. But then I've got it videoed. And I've got a picture of it. And you go back to that. And your brain's still saying, don't be silly. That can't happen. And I'm thinking, but I saw it. I was there. 
So I'm having this internal dialogue between my left and right that's brain. Right. That's right. You do. You absolutely do. I just cut the bit joining them in the middle. I now have two brains. I thought I'd share that with you. Oh, nice. I have two friends wow. called Brian. The man who had, had a two brains. I'm the man with two Brians. I know a lot of people oh. called Brian. I just want to mention, by the way, thank you for writing. I know this isn't normally our show. You have to bear in mind this is the first chance we've had to get into the studio in the last couple of weeks. We should be back to normal service next week. So we, we really appreciate your support. We will get back to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. But I hope over the last couple of weeks, the flooding and the problems we've had have given you an insight into who we are the places we've been, our experiences, and perhaps when we start to talk about ghosts now and we start to make fun of other people's sightings and other people's poor evidence. <laughs> We're not just a bunch of idiots. I mean, we are we are drawing this from a position of wisdom and knowledge and you know a little That's bit right. more about us than you did when the show started. So thank you for that. Normal service will resume next week. We'd appreciate that. And if you wish to donate to the show, if you wish to help us with our equipment and our flooding, go to Patreon dot com and search for mqta radio and every little bit will help and i like the fact that a lot of people wrote in and like last week and said they really appreciated us asking questions of each other and talking yeah. about the paranormal very rarely I, do we get a chance to show that we've been investigating for 25 years all right. over the world rarely comes out when we're messing around and telling rude jokes right true but i like the jokes <laughs> yes, yes these are the funny parts well, all good things come to an end. I was going to say, so look at tonight's scores. I've scored. <laughs> I a, win. I've won. A, I've got a hundred points. I'm in the lead. Oh yeah. Oh, go. Chad's on minus three. <laughs> <laughs> Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a normal show next week with a whole bunch of stories for you at the same time. So I'd love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show. Why not cut and paste? The links to our show and tell all your friends you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. Don't forget our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. All of the banter, the comedy, the jokes, all of the stories and much, much more is there. And you can join us, of course, there at 8 p.m. Central Time on a Tuesday for a live chat on the curse of Oak Island. You can join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And you can now jump over to SoundCloud where you can hear a little bit extra of all of our shows. And by the way, if you go onto Patreon, we have recorded this, and you can see us on video as well in glorious Technicolor. And Michelle uh, made an effort today and uh, did her hair I and did. actually put some clothes oh, on. You've been listening. <laughs> Oops! <laughs> I accidentally hit it. Oh, of course you did. You've lost all your motor neuron skills. That sounds like being at the buffet at the casino. <laughs> Do you want another plate of random meat, Adrian? <laughs> Wait. Oh. <laughs> I've discovered that if you go to the buffet at the casino, you're best just plumping for one type of meat. Go for chicken, go for beef, go for pork. Don't mix your meats up. I risk it all. Yes. <laughs> And then you get one of the worst cases of buffet bottom ever known oh, to man, don't you? That's why you drive. Wow. You've been listening to more questions than answers. The only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world with your host, Adrian Lee. We are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment. We are the light before the darkness. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Jeton Drainer, Chad Peters, Michelle Corrie, and all at the International Paranormal Society at Int. 
paranormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening. And remember, be interested and interesting. <laughs> I told you that soda was playing havoc with my guts, didn't I? But no one listened.